Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast, third of the week, brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor, the easiest way to shop for the best tickets thanks to their revolutionary grading system. You can buy and sell tickets in just two taps on your phone, which is very important because right now my listeners get $10 off baseball tickets the first time they use SeatGeek. All you have to do is you prom- use promo code BSMLB. Download the SeatGeek app today. Go right to SeatGeek. We're also brought to you by our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home. It's simple. It allows you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. In addition to getting a real mortgage approval, in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Bill Simmons, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. We're brought to you by Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. I went on that podcast this week. If you want to hear us talk about NBA draft props, uh, his crazy friend Harry, uh, a story about how we almost got our old executive producer Daniel Kellison fired at a Red Sox game against the Angels in 2003, and a whole bunch of stuff. So it's a rollicking, rollicking podcast. Me and me and the Cuz, we hadn't been together in a while, so it was a fun one. Subscribe to that one, and don't forget to check out theRinger.com. We have every conceivable aspect of everything that's happened in the NBA this week covered, including our awesome Ringer NBA Draft Guide. We're going to have two of the people who wrote that guide, Kevin O'Connor and Jonathan Charks, coming up. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, the Ringers, Kevin O'Connor is in the house. We're calling Jonathan Sharks in a little bit on the phone. We're going to do a little mock draft for the lottery, but first I want to talk about a bunch of NBA stuff. I didn't think we'd do four podcasts this week, but the NBA is moving so fast that, um, you know, here we go. There's been multiple trades. There's rumors of more trades. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. If stuff happens as we're taping this, it's 1045 it's possible. I got Pacific tweet, tweet, tweet time. Open. Yeah, tweet decks open. Yeah, yeah. We, we need a SparkNotes version of everything that's happened or might happen. Right. It's crazy. The, the first most interesting thing that happened was that Brooklyn Lakers trade, which had a lot of ramifications, which have been covered in detail in a lot of different places. But... Um, I really like Brooklyn. I like the mindset of getting an asset and taking on a bad contract, which, for whatever reason, took them a year to figure out that that's how they should be handling things. They're finally doing that. Russell, I think, is a great gamble at age 21. I think he was in the uh, Jarks wrote about it today. He was in the worst possible situation. Year one, he's with Kobe. It's Kobe farewell tour. He doesn't have the ball at all. Has the crazy Nick Young thing happen. Year two, they're tanking, and then they just quit on him. And if you're Brooklyn, that's the kind of asset you want. You have the number two pick, two years removed. NBA history says you always want to acquire a top four pick before they're 25. This is the best way to get somebody. It's Chris Webber. It's Chauncey Billups. You can go on down the line. This has happened 20 times in the last 25 years. Did you like the trade for them? Absolutely. 100%, Bill. I think... D'Angelo Russell, he is a reclamation project in the sense that he came from a poor situation, like you mentioned, with Kobe Bryant during his rookie season, and then they yeah. just gave up on him. Um, 
but he still has had good production. Uh, I wrote an article last year right. for The Ringer, and it was basically outlined like how good he was when Kobe was off the floor, yeah. um, when he had the opportunity to actually be a point guard instead of Kobe's farewell tour. Um, yeah. He did extremely well. Uh, and then obviously the stuff happened with Nick Young, you know, all that happened. So this is like a reset for him. And I think the Nets are going to feed him opportunity, and that's going to be great for his development. And like, people have given up on him a little bit. People calling him a bust even last season during his rookie that's year. That's idiotic. It's, it's ridiculous. He's too young. Totally ridiculous. Plus, like this situation, just give him a team. Let him make all his mistakes. Absolutely. He's someone that needs the ball in his hands. Work through it. Like I, when I wrote an article on point guards, like every All Star point guard says, like early opportunity was so important for them to grow through their mistakes. And yep. like, you look at the point guards in today's NBA; most of them never made their first All NBA team until they were like an average age of like twenty five. Yeah, Russell's only twenty one. Really young. I don't know what kind of offense you could build around him, but you could build an offense around his talents and yeah. his decision making. It's conceivable, and it's better than anything they had. They get rid of Brook Lopez last year of his deal. I, I do think people slept on that trade for the Lakers a little bit, because I think Brook Lopez is a good NBA center. Totally. Watching him yeah. the last two years, because the Celtics had their pick, and he screwed up a lot of potential losses, and he gets hot. He has three-point yeah. range. Like He's an asset. How, how did he extend his range all of a sudden? I know. Out of nowhere. It's out of nowhere. It's good and, he's, too. and he can hold his hands up in front of the yeah. rim. Yeah, he's, and he's improved a great deal. I don't I'm not positive why they had to also give up the 27th pick in the trade, because that was so much Mozgov money. The the price for dumping bad contracts is up, and that's because the, the cap is flattening. Um, I mean, like it's not going to have drastic increases like we've had the last. Yeah, but if few the years. price is up, why did the Nets have to give up a pick? That's yeah. what I didn't understand. Well, I mean, I think I think it's because Russell's really good. R- Russell's a really good player, but I, I think for the Lakers, they had to give up Russell. I think that's really th- the big deal here. So just yeah, giving up Russell to give up a contract because the twenty-seven pick could get a solid player, but at the same time, I just think. I, I think you're, the, the, play, the team giving up a hell of a lot here is the Lakers, gambling on giving up on Russell. But obviously it's worth it because of the, the ramif- potential ramifications of opening up cap space for next summer. But just just the price for opening up cap space, I think that is kind of in set, where you, you might have to give up a top player if the contract has three, four years left on it like it does. I'd, I think they gave up too much. So there's a couple things with Lopez. One is he's an expiring contract, which mm-hmm. I haven't seen people really make a big deal out of, but you're not just getting somebody who's pretty good, you're also getting somebody that in February, if you need a giant expiring contract to go oh, get an yeah. asset, yep. that's now they have that, they didn't have that before, right? Definitely, this is yeah. this is why the Celtics have did the Amir Johnson contract, yeah. this All is why they did Tyler Zeller. Yeah, the non-guarantees. Yeah, they yeah. want the flexibility of that bigger number, and this is like the biggest number you get. $22 million, conceivably they could get they could put him and Julius Randle. Like all of a sudden, you can get like anywhere, forty anywhere. million in contracts yeah. back. Yeah. So yeah. that was good for them. Well, that's the, that's the interesting part. Is like just for the last couple of years, it hasn't been as important to have that. But but now with it's I important think, again it's, because it's the really cap went important. back. I think people will need to adjust. Like I think we're in a way we got used to like the big money handed out last year with Evan Turner, Mozgov. Yeah. But now I don't know. If there's going to be as much money out there for those middle tier guys or even uh, like no. below middle uh, players. So, so I did some. Recon on this, the cap went backwards, and for a couple reasons. One, they did that deal with the uh, retired NBA players with the pension. Mm-hmm. Initially, they were expecting it was going to be like 108 million this year. Now it's 101, but it might actually be lower than that because of all the playoff games that didn't happen. So every time there's a playoff game, yeah, more money went in the pot, and because the Warriors basically only played 17 playoff games instead of usually they might play 25, 26. There was only five finals games. The Cavs series, those ended early. There just weren't enough playoff games. 
And now they're thinking the cap might be 100 or maybe even like 99.5, which if you're the Celtics this week. Well, the Spurs and, if you want Paul. You know, right. Yeah, yeah. But if you're the Celtics this week and you have a chance to, let's say, trade for Jimmy Butler and you're trying to figure out, all right, we'll give up Crowder and the Tyler Zeller contract that can be waived for, for Butler. We're adding $10 bucks. This puts us here. But now we don't know if that cap's going back two, three million. Now the Gordon Hayward offer that we thought we were going to be able to offer him this, that's actually three, four, five million lower than we thought we were going to offer. Now we might not get him, and it's thrown a wrinkle into not just the Celtics, but I think a lot of teams' plans. Little cap it, it, chicanery. It'll, it'll be. Um, I'll be very interested to see where that number does land because I I get the sense too like it might not even be one hundred one for all the reasons you stated. It might so, be like ninety nine, yeah, and, and that could be, which is massive. That, that's a big big difference. I mean, every dollar matters for those yeah. teams that are really rubbing right up against the cap in order to fit in you know the players that they want to chase. So like, uh, granted, you know it does lower the max cap number. So like, because that the way that's calculated against True. the one hundred one million. But still, I mean, that could be problematic for those teams with big plans this summer, like the Celtics, like the Spurs, or right. whoever else is out there. But uh, it also makes the expiring contracts, they're valuable again now. Yeah. Because Especially when you have assets to package with them. Yeah. And it, they weren't valuable, now they are. And I look, I think we're going to look back at last summer, arguably some of the dumbest things we've ever seen in the league since like the 1980s. You know, like the Lakers... They had to give up the number two pick in the draft just to undo one of their two horrible mistakes yeah. from last summer. Like, that's a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. It's a flat out catastrophe. They just picked this guy. He's 21 years mm-hmm. old. You do such a bad job last summer and moves that made no sense when they happened. So they're signing Mozgov and Dang, and it's like, where are you going? Right why are you middle. doing this? Right to the middle. Why? Why? The best thing you have is cap space. They, I mean, they're just so poorly run. But it's not just them. It's, it's Joakim Noah and the Knicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Evan Turner and all the stuff. Portland. I think Portland's the next logical team to basically use their picks to get rid of the, a salary. The good thing for them is they have three first round draft right. picks this year. With if they want to package one of those with Evan Turner or whoever it might be, Alan Crabb for that matter, they can do it. Yeah. Uh, but even then, like it, they still have two big deals up there with Crabb and Turner. And I mean, I like Crabb, but he hasn't really met my expectations personally. And no, they're going to have to trade one of them. And, and yeah, they got to. They got the Nets tried to sign Crab, so they'd probably be happy to take him. But that, that, that could be interesting. But yeah, if you give yeah. them like, what that'd are be, the three that, Portland that, picks? That would be another interesting spot for the Nets to really get another pick. Because you know, my big thing with them and the, why the Russell deal is so good is, you know, besides the fact I think Russell's going to be a great player, but. Yeah. But the fact is, is that those are the type of moves they need to make where it's a forward-thinking move. Uh, take on cap. Uh, don't worry about that. You're not going to be signing anybody necessarily, and if you do want to sign somebody, it's probably going to be a restricted free agent. So, I, I don't think it changes anything for them in the free agent landscape. And so, for the Nets, it's I want them to take more shots in this year's draft. So, I, how about I, this one? I got one for you. Okay. They have the 22nd pick. Chicago is the 16th pick. Mm-hmm. You flip picks with Chicago. You also get pick 38. You get Bobby Portis. And like for Bobby. your troubles, you're taking Dwayne Wade. We're taking him off your cap. We'll take his 25 mil. I'm sure, I'm sure Wade would be super happy about that. Well, who cares? Guess what? Matter. Retire. Yeah. You don't like it? Here, we're yeah. sending you paychecks. Um, and we. you get Dwayne Wade, you sell some Dwayne Wade jerseys for four I, months, I, I and you buy him out. I don't know out. if I take 24 million of wages to move up six spots, though. I, I, and I get Portis, and I get the number yeah. 38. Okay, uh, I, I feel like I'd be pretty happy at 22. I like that spot for somebody to fall, whether it's like Harry Giles or OG Ananobi. But we're talking like, about taking shots. Yeah. How many, like. How much of a shot is Bobby Porter, though? I, I mean, I, I like Bobby, but. But, they, but you have he, to spend the money anyway, is my point. Yeah. 
So if you have to spend the money, how about this after restricted free agency? Maybe you do that. I think you got to try it out in the restricted free agency. Yeah, that's fair. See what's out there, you know. Because they did that last year and they whiffed. They lost out. Yeah, but maybe this year you don't. Maybe you end up with Contavious Caldwell Pope or somebody else. I'm not a big KCP fan, but a lot of people are. I am not a big KCP fan. The the other guys that are out there that you could basically, you know, you could go take the Detroit riffraff. Mm -hmm. They're not riffraff, but you could take Drummond and Reggie Jackson together. Just be like, we'll take them off. We'll take both. Send them our way. Van Gundy might like to hit the reset button. There's one other team that needs to create caps. Oh, Cleveland. So would you take? I don't know. What the problem is Cleveland has no more assets to give. But like Oman Shumpert is somebody that Jetty Jetty Osman. That's is my, he? That's my guy. Draft and stash. Jetty Osman's gonna be good. I like him. I don't know. When I say good, I don't mean like really, really good. But he'll be a good quality role. So player. if you're the Nets, would you take Shumpert and? Osmond just to so Shumpert, help them out with Shumpert their cap. Shumpert has ten point three million this year, and then an option, a player option for eleven next year. Yeah. Uh, how many spots am I moving up, or am I just getting Jetty? Jetty that's Osmond. It. See, that's probably not enough. Yeah, right? I don't think that's enough. What does Memphis have where Memphis could be like? Here's Chandler Parsons' contract, and if you take this, we'll also give you this, 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 and this. I don't think they have anything. They have first round pick. I don't think they have any super high pick to give. Yeah, they don't. They're screwed on that one. That's another one of those deals where, like, I think they were desperate to take a swing at a guy. Yeah. I mean, Chandler Parsons had theoretical potential, but all those injuries. I mean, come on. How about Phoenix Brandon Knight? How many years he has left? Couple. I don't think he's that much of a high cap. The most emotionally scarring trade of this decade. Oh my goodness. All Milwaukee had to do was not take MCW and get that pick. Which one? What is Phoenix giving a dumb night? Marquise Chris? Nah, I mean, yeah, I'd love to have Marquise Chris. I don't think they're going to give him the dump night, though. That's way too much for Phoenix. Chris okay. is going to be good. Right. I guess Brooklyn's Italy. screwed. There's no other move for Brooklyn. This is it. Yeah. This is their only... Well, I'd retain cap. They already took the one guy on. Okay. Uh, so retain cap and see what happens with restricted free agency. Who knows? They, they have some good things going I mean, with the Russell trade. We'll see how the draft goes for them. I mean, I, I know um, they're, they're probably the franchise you would least want to be. But at the same time, like they have some good momentum, I think. Yeah, they're number, as much they're as you can one. have, considering their situation. We're going to talk to Kevin Clark later and find out if he would flip spots with... He's a Magic fan. Whether how many teams he would flip spots with, my guess is somewhere between twenty-seven and twenty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the other big trade that happened yesterday, Dwight Howard. Dwight. So I, I looked at this. I tried to figure out how many teams have quit on Dwight Howard, and here's the final list: two thousand eight Team USA. They all hated him. That's why he didn't get invited back. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the two thousand twelve Magic, and you could arguably throw in the eleven Magic too, even though he almost had an MVP caliber year that year, but he was a little icy behind the scenes. 2013 Lakers, 2016 Rockets, 2017 Hawks. It's five teams have quit on Dwight Howard. Sad. And yet I kinda like the trade for Charlotte. Let's bring let's bring the Dwight really? Bowler virus to Charlotte. Why, why do you like it for Charlotte? Because they got rid of Plumley's contract, yeah. which is an abomination. Yeah, no, that's that's the funny it's thing. It's really horrible. Plumley's contract is worse than Dwight's. That, yeah. That's the irony here. I, I don't even understand. <laughs> and then they got a better pick out of it too, which I didn't understand. Atlanta was just desperate to get rid of Dwight. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, Atlanta is example A of a team that probably maybe should have blown it up. 
I mean, you look at oh, what's yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, when you think two years ago, or whatever year it was, when like they were shopping Al Horford, or not shopping Al Horford, but they were at least listening to offers, and the demand was like, I think from the Celtics it was a Nets pick. I don't know what it was from other teams, but that that year might have been the time to actually do it before they dumped Corver, before they might lose Millsap, Millsap this summer, before yeah. they lost, Horf- lost Horford. Before they signed Dwight, I mean, they've made a lot of mistakes the past couple of years. When just think of just a couple of years ago, they were a sixty-win team, sixty wins. I mean, people were talking about that Coach was Bud. the East Spurs. Yeah, and now look at them. It's like it's sad in a way because that team had a lot of upside, and that nineteen win win streak was a lot of fun a couple of years back. Could Washington dump Jan Mahimni on Brooklyn? Because that's another one. Because they need money to sign Porter. Yeah. That contract is that's is a pretty not bad good. one. That's, that's one. like yeah. forty eight. We're gonna look back at this. It's kind of the opposite of four, four, of four, four or five years ago when players yeah. were signing deals like for four years, thirty two million, and it's like, is this too much? It's like, no, 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 no. The cap's gonna go up. This is a bargain. Yeah. And now it's the opposite. We're gonna be looking back and saying, what were these teams thinking? I know. With some of this. So, we we've been on the NBA Slack just coming up with fake trades left and right. Yes. All of us. Porzingis seemed like he was available yesterday for about three <laughs> hours, and that. It started a healthy Porzingis Booker, who says no kind of situation, which I really enjoyed. Fun. I love that stuff yeah. more than anything. But it was, <laughs> I suggested Porzingis and the eight for Booker and the four, and then everybody argued about it. It's a pretty good one. I really liked Evan Booker. I here's my thing with Porzingis, and I hesitate to say this is a Celtics fan is hoping that we get him. What's the list of guys? With 25 foot range, who can actually protect the rim in a finals game? It's basically him, Draymond Green, yeah, and Kevin Durant. There's not many. Those are the three guys. Towns in three years, I, yeah. I mean, maybe he's if gonna, he's, he's trained defensively, right? I mean, that's the key. With maybe, him. yeah. But Porzingis, I know. On one end, he can shoot threes, and the other end, he can stand in front of the rim, put his hands yep. up, and challenge plays. I would not trade Porzingis. I wouldn't either. I, I, I think it's interesting that these rumors have even popped up in a way. Um, I wonder, I mean, like I said in the Slack channel, like, hey, you know, maybe the Knicks are doing this. Like, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I wouldn't trade Zinger, but the injury history in the last two years, he had a left leg injury pre draft. Yeah. He had an ankle injury, a thigh injury, an Achilles injury. Mm. Then he had a shoulder injury that ended his rookie season. That's He's a lot a big of ass dude. for a guy who had pre draft injury concerns with a potential of having a fragile body with his, you know, unusual frame. So, like, that's where I wonder if maybe the Knicks are like, hey, we do have some some concerns here. We're at least going to listen. And obviously, reportedly, the demand has been quite high, as it should be, because he's a remarkable talent. But I just wonder if maybe that's something that they are thinking about internally that we aren't really talking about as much on the outside. But I, I, I'm just speculating here. What's the most the Celtics should give up for Porzingis? Because right now, I'd put the three in the Lakers, Kings pick, done. I'd send that along. You could even talk me into throwing so, like the Memphis pick. So too. you would rather give up that than like wait for a potential bigger fish, or, or would you rather have Porzingis over a Paul George or a Jimmy Butler? I would rather. To me, it's like Porzingis. Well, I'd rank it this way: Giannis, Towns, Porzingis, okay, Jokic. Those are some good bigs. There's a lot of good bigs in the NBA. That, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think those four. Are like, if any of those four are on the table, you just go. Giannis is un- probably the most untouchable guy in the league right yes. now. Yeah. But uh more than LeBron. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's if I did the trade value again this summer, I think Giannis would have to be first. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. If 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 New Orleans called 
Milwaukee and said, we'll give you Anthony Davis straight up for Giannis, Milwaukee hangs up and laughs at them and says no. I think they would. Especially right. when you consider Davis's injury history. Yeah, and his the, contract. The stuff, yeah, and the money. Giannis, I think, they signed him to a pretty fair, it was like four for 100. Mm-hmm. Pretty fair contract yeah, for really. him. Plus, yep. like, I, I was talking to uh, my friend Hershey about this yesterday. Could Giannis be a rim protector? In small ball lineups, 100%. Like, Could he be basically Draymond on the defensive end and then offensively totally. run your team? I feel I, like I, he could. I, I think Giannis could, and I think that's where we're going to see a lot of a lot of teams go when they have those types of players. I mean, the Bucks could do it with Thon Maker, too. Yeah. Uh, they can do it with Giannis. I mean, there's other guys this year that I would like to see them draft that maybe they can do it with. I just think that's going to be one thing teams try to replicate with Golden State because you can't play like Golden State necessarily, but at least you can try to model their personnel to play against them. So I think the Bucks are one team where they're structured where they can do that, especially with Giannis at the five, and that, that could be an exciting thing down the line. If you're a free agent, wouldn't you look at Milwaukee over a team like... Like you, you, the usual suspects. Where it's I like mean, the Clippers in Houston. I mean, it's like I would look at Milwaukee. I'd I want mean, to be on Giannis's if, team. If we're talking strictly basketball, yeah, hell yes. But we're but, trying to win a title. Oh no doubt. If that's my priority as a player, I would want to go to Milwaukee. Like, why would I'm Chris trying... Paul want to go to Houston? There was a thing today about Houston's trying to get this guy and that guy, and, the, and it's like. Why would Chris Paul want to go to to play with James Harden? Both of them need the ball yeah, all the time. That would, That's a disaster. That would, that would be a really interesting dynamic to see. Like I, I, when I did read that, I was thinking like, how would Paul and Harden work? Those, interesting. Those, is it a train wreck? Yeah, those are two ball dominant guys who you know throughout their throughout their entire career. Besides when Harden was young, but in their primes, they didn't really have to. I would share say those ball. are two of the three most ball dominant yeah. guys, and, and they should be yeah. because of their style of play. Like that's not a knock. We're not saying no, they're ball hogs. It's like you want them to have the ball in their hands, but. Yeah, that would be really odd, and I, I wonder. I wonder how much of that is just smoke, and really, like you know, it's just like, hey, look at this shiny object. We're actually targeting this guy over here. Daryl loves to do that. That's a yeah. Daryl move. Yeah. Ah, we're looking at this guy. Yeah. That we, guy. We want hey. CP3. All these guys. Watch yeah. out, Clippers. Give him, give him a no trade clause. Uh, quick break to talk about our longtime buddies at Simply Safe. Getting a good night's sleep easier said than done. Did you get a good night's sleep last night? I was you all went right. East coast to west yeah, coast. That always kind of screws I, you I, up. I, I know. I'm, I'm, Did you get up early. Jet, jet lag doesn't exist, but, okay. but the pillows weren't great. Uh, the bad pillows. pillows. Yeah. Well, it's even worse when you think you heard noise downstairs. What do you do? Do you go downstairs? Do you just lock the door? Well, with Simply Safe, you don't have to worry about it because you know your home and family are protected. When you install your Simply Safe home security system, you're arming your home with powerful sensors that actually tell you if a door opens or if one of your windows breaks. When you move to LA, we'll have to get you simply we'll safe. Be like, <laughs> make you move to LA. We're making KFC move to LA. There's a 105 decibel siren that alerts you at the first sign of trouble. They also have a dedicated team of security professionals watching you over you 24-7, ready to send the police and with simply safe, no long-term contracts, around-the-clock monitoring, only $14.99 per month. Don't spend another night second-guessing your home safety. Get simply safe. Get some rest. Go to simplysafebs.com. Get a special 10% discount when you order today. That's Simply Safe with two eyes. Simplysafebs.com for 10% off your order. What do the Celtics do? Stay at three and take Tatum. Draft Jason Tatum. That's what they're going to do. And then I think retain max cap space or close to it. I mean, try to create it and go for either Blake. Or Gordon Hayward. Nah. I, I have a message for Josh Jackson. Okay. You can go straight to hell. Oh. Go straight to hell, Josh it's Jackson. Not, it's not You're Jackson, not going to work though. out for us? Good Good luck with yeah. your terrible career. It's not, it's not Jackson. Go ahead. Well, who has the fourth pick? Uh, Phoenix. Oh, good luck in Phoenix. Yeah. Or Sacramento. You go. Oh, yeah. Or, or good so. luck in Sacramento, Josh Jackson. How dare you don't work out for my favorite <laughs> he, team? He, he's from California. He's from San Diego. So I, uh, close, close enough to sack. 
I'm all in on Tatum though. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know why? Because I I just here's the thing. My dad's gonna be 70 this year. The thought of him calling me at 10:30 at night East Coast time after going to another game where Marcus Smart and Josh Jackson <laughs> went three for 23 combined, and him complaining and making jokes about how the ball boys needed protective helmets and and we need to reinforce the backboard. I'm just not in the mood for it. Yeah. Just give it. Give us. Give me a guy who could score. I think Tatum's going to be really is, good. Is Even you, Tate is, is begrudgingly that, is that, admits that. Is that, that why you like Malik Monk? Because he, well, can, that, he mean, can stroke threes. Malik Monk would be my <laughs> my dream. Would be for them to turn three into five and ten, and then take Monk at Monk yeah. at. I'm going to pronounce his name correctly at some point in my life. Yeah. Take Monk at five would okay. be my dream, and then somebody's going to fall to ten. One of these dudes. Somebody's gonna, somebody's going to screw I mean, up. In our mark today, like we're going to talk about this, but like some a guard is probably going to fall. I think. And somebody good's gonna fall in that ten spot. That's why if I'm the Kings, I'm staying, and I'm staying there. Stay at five and, and ten. And even then, if you're the Kings, stay. And like, I know, I know, like we're probably gonna talk about this later, but I would be thinking about not drafting Fox at five because then you can get that guard in ten. You can get Nilikina or Dennis Smith at ten, and then get Jackson at five, maybe something like that, or Isaac at five. I don't know. But so if you don't draft Fox at five, and you take Isaac, you're banking on Dennis Smith. Monk or Fox falling down, or Frankie Smokes. Or, or, yeah, yeah, yep. Or Nilly Kina, yep. One of those guys. I feel like one of them's going to be there. I'd be surprised. Just, that sounds too smart for the Kings. They're just going to take Fox. I do love. I think Fox has a chance to be one of the most magnetic personalities in the league. He's unbelievable. The guy is so like polished and likable and charismatic. <laughs> like, big, who big needs dra- that more than the Kings? Fan. He's got hair just like Vegeta. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs who needs charisma more than the Kings? I think I think Coach Cal. Uh, brought up a good point at the NBA Combine that Fox doesn't attack the rim to dunk like John Wall does. And he's like, that's one thing. I'd yes. like to see Fox change. I'd like to see him turn into a guy who attacks to dunk, right? And that's kind of the difference between those guys, I think. John Wall like attacks and he wants to kill you at the rim. Fox I, I can't wait till he, I can't wait till he dunks on Josh Jackson, <laughs> that traitor. <laughs> Wouldn't work out in Boston. Don't, 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 I don't want to be in I don't want to be in the fourth best don't, team in the league. Don't don't, don't be bad, mad at Jackson. Be, be be mad at you know his agents for rightfully wanting him to be in a situation where he could get early playing time. I I, I would want to play well, for a winner too, but I can understand that point of view that you want your client to get heavy playing time and heavy opportunity. Well, his, his, if his agents really think that way, they're jackasses because you want your client in the best possible situation on a very good team getting big time reps right away versus being in like Sacramento. Yeah, if you're if you're in the finals and you're making big plays, if you're like Andre Iguodala like yeah. for a finals team, you're gonna get paid big time. Yeah. Because the team's gonna see you and they're gonna think, put this guy in his this situation he's in where he's playing twenty five minutes and we're gonna give him thirty five minutes a game. That it's gonna happen anyway. It certainly it worked out as a disaster for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. If only he hadn't ended up on such a good team, that guy could have made something disaster. of himself. Yeah, it's, a, it's oh, all man. situation plays such a big part in success. Oh, if man. only Kawhi didn't end up with the Spurs. You get if only. leadership and great coaching, and you're you get big game reps when you're 22. Oh man, what a shame. Too bad, poor what Kawhi. Could, what he could have been. Josh Jackson would be getting those lottery reps. Josh Jackson, you need new agents. Um, is is Charks on the line? Yes. No, I actually, I, I know the, I know Wasserman's my friend. He's been on yeah. the BS podcast before. He owns the Wasserman agency. I'm very upset yeah. with him that he hasn't, that he's hasn't intervened on this Josh Jackson thing. <laughs> At least come work out, come work out. 
What's your excuse for not working out? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're joining, they're, they're, you're they're, becoming a professional. Work out for all the people. I, Try I, to impress I, I, them. I read today there might have been a timing issue after the trade. Oh please! I, I, I don't know if that's just you know an excuse or what, but yeah. Uh, I, if I if I'm Jackson and if I had a chance to work out for the team that was the number one pick and they have a chance to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'd want want to work out with them. You know what story I loved? My man Jalen Brown. Guess who's going to summer league this year? Jalen's a gamer. Guess who told the Celtics, I'm going to Summer League. You can tell me you don't want me to go, like whatever, but I'm going. I want to play. I want to be I want to be the best. I want to go. I want the challenge. Compare that to my son Ben Simmons, who's not going to Summer League. He's played 29 games in 2 years. He doesn't need Summer League? Doesn't need to play some full court competition? <laughs> What's going on with him? I'd want to want him in plastic bubble wrap. <laughs> Great. So uh, I wouldn't want him. I wouldn't want Ben Simmons playing in summer league either. Well, at some point, he's got to play basketball. Yeah, he'll play in the preseason. He'll be there. Well, we had technical difficulties. Could not get uh, our friend Charks on there. But Ringer NBA show at some point this week, you'll do something. I don't know yes. what happened. Uh, we're doing something after uh, after the draft. So Great. It'll be in a high upside edition of the the NBA draft. Great. You think Josh Jackson will work out for the podcast or no? <laughs> no, he's not going to work out for us. We already tried to get him. He's not working out for his us. His schedule doesn't work out? Nah, what else, does, he, what else he, is he, he doing he, this he's, week? He's busy. He's in New York. We tried to get him out to L.A. He's not able to make it out. I hope the Celtics <laughs> take him anyway. And then flip him? No, just take him and okay. then be like, yeah, look at that. Who, who won now? <laughs> yeah, you're on our team. You can't play in the NBA unless but, it's but, for but us. Then your dad's going to be calling you talking about how they, they, they need to start drafting people that can shoot. They need, they need, it's going to be annoyed every night, Bill. Could he be Kawhi? Tatum. Josh Jackson can't be Kawhi? I mean, like, is there a 0.1% chance? Sure. But I mean, he's going to need to fall into a situation. Is there a 10% chance? No. No, definitely not. It's really hard to become Kawhi. What was the chance that Kawhi was going to be Kawhi in 2011? I mean, he landed. It was a 0% chance. thing. It's like if you put Jackson on the Spurs, where he's Chip England, the best shooting coach in the world, one of the best shooting specialist coaches in any sport, then I'd increase from 0.1%. But if he lands on a team like the Celtics that doesn't have a shooting coach, a shooting specialist, then I think those chances are very low. That, that's where situation plays such a huge factor in success. What about you draft Josh Jackson and then you make a godfather offer to Chip England? <laughs> how much could he be making? How, how, much, how much money? What do you think he makes? Like 500000 a year? There was, a million? I, I'm pretty sure there was a report last year that I think the Warriors tried to get him. Some team tried to get Chip England. What if somebody offered him like $10 million a year? I forget who it was. Is it worth it? If you turn it, Josh Jackson it, into it, Kawhi it, Leonard, yeah, that's worth it. It's worth it, 100. percent It's a great yeah. investment. I th- I think it w- he he might be probably the most underpaid person in sports, and we don't even know what his salary is. Mike Zarin tweeted today, the Celtics assistant GM, about how stupid it is that the draft is before free agency. It is. So you're on that bandwagon yeah, too, 100. percent So like this week, like free agency could be Friday. Yeah. We do all the things, and then. Mm-hmm. Teams have the draft. I just think it would be better that way. I think it would be better for the teams in terms of personnel and decision making. I mean, I know there's an argument against it, but I just feel like it allows them to make more flexible decisions and allow them to really know what their roster is going to look like before they add those young players. Whereas, mm. so like if you, if you, let's say, if, you know, take Zarin, if they were to sign Hayward, right, maybe they. What do you mean if? <laughs> fine. When they sign Hayward. Fine. When they sign. <laughs> Or he's a traitor too. He might no. be. Might, might, might go to Miami. <laughs> but uh, but if you do that, then I think maybe that you adjust what your expectations are in the draft, and that goes for every team down the line. 
can Hayward and Tatum, do they make sense together on the think, same team? I don't think you can have enough forwards okay. in today's league. I think you put all those guys on the floor at once. You're playing small or you know, even you're, you're playing big, really. Yeah. You could be playing big with one of those guys taking on ball handling responsibilities, too. Um, I think I think that could be a really good path for any team to think about is having a bunch of six seven to six nine guys on the floor at the same time. I've heard this. I've heard a couple of people tell me this in the league that they feel like this is where the NBA is going. These interchangeable guys who can handle the ball and shoot on one end, and on the other end can just switch on everything. It's happening already, really. Yeah. We're seeing it happen. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned the Bucks earlier. They're one team that's kind of doing it. Uh, so, I mean, the people, that's the way you're going to need to defend the Warriors for the next three years. And I think that's the way it's going to look beyond, too. Okay. We're going to do a mock draft. Me and Kevin's mock draft lottery is sponsored by Hotel Tonight. If you're like me and you're not so great at planning ahead, I've got good news for you. There's an awesome app called Hotel Tonight that helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute, kind of like these lottery deals that we're going to find for these teams. Unlike flights, hotel rates usually get cheaper at the last minute. Did you know that, Kevin? Yeah. Okay. That's true. Hotel Tonight helps hotels sell their unsold rooms, allowing them to pass those deals along to you. And you don't even have to take Timothy Mazzo's contract. You can just get the deal right. Full, full name, yeah. Get the full deal. Not for last resort places either. Cool top rated hotels. Hotel Tonight has over 15,000 awesome partner hotels in 36 countries. Perfect for a spontaneous getaway or a staycation that you've wanted for a while. I did Sal's podcast yesterday, and we just went on the app, and we're looking at rooms in Vegas, trying to decide whether we just wanted to immediately go to Vegas and stay in a suite. They had great rooms. Even though the app's name is Hotel Tonight, you can book up to a week in advance. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe. Get in on these killer last-minute deals. Download the Hotel Tonight app right now. We are dedicating this mock draft lottery to Jonathan Charks and his weird phone connection that just his phone just doesn't ever want him to be on my podcast I don't know, or my phone or somebody's phone we can't figure it out alright mock draft Markel Fultz to the Sixers 100% not, not even fun yeah Yep. I wish there that there was like a late Lonzo might go to the Sixers. They they should work him out last minute. Yeah, yeah. Fly, be so fly, much fly more fun. Fly him in tomorrow morning. Yeah, just we just want to get a quick look at him. Work him out at a high school gym in New yeah. York, right? A couple hours before the draft. Come on. Just do your due diligence, Philly. Fultz, Embiid, and Simmons is what? It's going to be really good for a really long time if Embiid stays healthy. If Joel Embiid stays healthy, he's really the big part of that, I think. I mean, I think he is the cornerstone. He's the generational talent. He's the potential Hall of Famer. Um, He's a level above Fultz and Ben Simmons, in my opinion, as a prospect. I think Fultz and Simmons, I would have them rated similarly uh, as Simmons last year. I think maybe Simmons would be one this year, but maybe not. Um, But Embiid is is that guy. He's the cornerstone. He's the potential Hall of Famer. So if he stays healthy, they're going to do amazing things. Do you think he should change his name to if Joel Embiid stays healthy? <laughs> I, th- I think people seem to start calling him JoJo again, like they did at Kansas. JoJo, I like that. That was, that was his nickname. That that still is his nickname. Yeah, and nobody calls him it. It's always Joel. I think I love the process. Great nickname, but JoJo. JoJo's a really good nickname for for Joel Embiid. He's played twenty seven games in three years. Is that for right? 30, Joel? 32 games 31 in three years? 31 last year. 31 games in three years? 31 games last year for Joel. Ben Simmons so. has played 29 games in two years? Uh, zero last year. Right, that's what I mean. LSU, 29. Yeah, so not a lot. These guys haven't played they a lot played of basketball. They played 60 games combined. And, and, and Joel Embiid started playing basketball late in his life, too. That That's the remarkable thing about him. And only 23, he's already as good as he is. He's late. didn't, didn't play until organized ball until he was like 16 or 17. 
I really like a lot of the players on Philly, and I hope all those guys stay healthy because I would enjoy watching them all play basketball. It'd be great together. for basketball. Yeah, it'd be great. To see a team. I mean, how often has there been that much elite talent put together at this young age? Did you buy the whole thing that faults? There's some personality questions with him, like he's Definitely. too too passive, all that stuff. Definitely. Uh, an executive said to me last year that some guys come in at 19, they have the maturity of a 22 year old. Yes. Yeah. And some come in at 19 and they have the maturity of a 16 year old. Fultz isn't the 22-year-old. I don't think he's 16 either in terms of maturity, but he's definitely not as far ahead in the maturity scale, at least from people I talked to. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but at the same time, like for if you're a certain team and you want a certain type of player, you might prefer the mature player because everything factors in. Personality, the deep dives yeah. teams do into these guys' backgrounds, health. Uh, we tied the talks last last week about how the knees they, and they, stuff. they need yeah. to see Fultz's medical reports. Everything matters besides what happens on the court. Teams look at literally everything, including maturity. And and I, I think Fultz will be fine. He'll, do you think Tate kid. is Tate a 24 year old who acts like a like a 27 year old or a 21 year old? <laughs> what would be your take? Uh, a Tate, Tate acts, acts a little bit older, I think. Tate's Tate's good. Yeah, all right, good job, Tate. I, I, I don't live here in LA. So I'll see Tate every day. But good job. Tate, we're Tate, proud. We're all proud Tate. of you, Tate. All right. Second pick, Lakers. Lonzo. The question for us is: If they trade D'Angelo Russell before the draft, that means they're all in on Lonzo. And of course, they trade D'Angelo Russell before the draft. We got so. our answer. Yeah. Uh, should Should it be the answer though? Should it be Lonzo? Yes, I agree. So I was driving to work yesterday. And for the first time, it dawned on me that the Celtics passed on Lonzo Ball, and there's a chance he might be this generational offensive player who's just incredibly fun to watch. It's all the intangibles on the and there's like, and people are going to be like, oh my, it's going to be like a Steph Curry thing where people go, oh my God, how did anybody <laughs> pass on him? This guy's amazing. He's contagious. His passing, you can build this whole offense around him. He's everything you want in the modern NBA. This guy's better. Makes, all he does is just take. A B minus and turn it into an A minus and God, how, can you believe the Celtics traded down and didn't take him? Did you see what I got La- really scared. I broke into cold sweats. Did you see what Larry Bird said about him? Larry Bird oh, was no. on Bob Ryan's Boston podcast a couple yeah. months back, and he was talking about Lonzo Ball at a time he probably wasn't supposed to be talking about Lonzo Ball, and and he said, and I'm reading the quote right here, um, that's what's contagious: guys moving the ball, getting the ball out of your hands quick, and getting it back. Watching him play, he's not afraid to deliver it. He's a very talented player. Just just a little quote. Larry Bird, his he, he, the he, legend. He, that was what he, he was all about. He had just gotten done raving about how LeBron. His favorite thing about LeBron is how he just moves the ball constantly. Yeah. He gets the ball and he moves it quickly, and that's what Lonzo Ball does at, at the yeah. highest level. He's an elite, elite passer. Just makes guys better. It's a bummer if he becomes on the Lakers, a it's, guy it's that destiny. the Celtics stupidly passed on. It's here, destiny. So here, here's the flip side of this: it's destiny. Levar planned it. <laughs> If it's LeBron and Paul George, and then like Boogie Cousins, and you now you're building the super team that's supposed to compete right away, that's the worst thing that could happen to Lonzo. Lonzo's best case scenario would have been. Are we sure though? Are we sure that's worst case? I mean, well, I do think he has the ability to fit in with a team. I buy it when LeVar and Lonzo say all they care about is winning. I kind of buy it. I really do. No, I'm saying that I wish, like to me, the most fun team would have been Phoenix for him. Him and Devin Booker, Booker. and just these wings that can run and jump, and there's no pressure the first two years. Give Lonzo the car keys. Booker does his thing, and they're just going, and they're building something. I think think Lonzo would be the perfect point guard for LeBron. 
just a guy who perfectly compliments him and just Moves gets the, the ball. ball quickly. Well, Lonzo you know? and LeBron is the and, high. And, that's and, a pretty high ceiling. And he can hit spot up threes. I mean, look, he's got the funky mechanics, and I have yeah. quite, I have concerns about him off the dribble, but he can hit spot up threes. Is and, there anyone whose mechanics you're not concerned about? Uh, <laughs> Malik Monk. Yeah, Monk. I'm not concerned about. Um, I'm just scrolling down the <laughs> we list. We should start uh, calling you the mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, you're always trying to yeah, fix mechanics. There's, there's there's not a lot of guys. <laughs> Tate, what do you think of that? We call. Okay, I see the mechanic. I'm, I'm, All right, put him. Put him like only when I'm talking about shooting mechanics. <laughs> the uh, Solanza's the right pick, and I would say there's a 30 percent chance the Celtic fans are going to be really bitter. 70 percent chance they won't be, but 30 percent chance. It's always nice to have someone that you love to hate, though. Lonzo, Lonzo, and Lavar, yeah. and the whole BBB. With that said, they I don't. Brand. Him and Isaiah made no sense. They would if they take Lonzo, they had to would have had to trade Isaiah. I think if Isaiah wasn't weren't there, I think Lonzo would be a, theoretically a perfect fit for a Brad Stevens run offense. Hundred percent agree. If Isaiah weren't they weren't there right now, they had they made their bet on Isaiah by passing yeah. on Fultz and mm-hmm. Lonzo. Don't you feel that way? Yeah. They're basically saying, stop with the trade Isaiah stuff. We're not trading him. I mean, what does Stevens talk about all the time? You know, he talks about ball movement, crisp passing, you know, lots of ball moving side to side. That's what Lonzo does best. It wouldn't surprise me, like, every executive in the league and every coach has different boards. It wouldn't surprise me if Brad had Lonzo one or two, maybe even one ahead of everybody, just just based off the the things that he talks about that he likes. Biggest winner for Lonzo to Lakers, Brandon Ingram. LeVar Ball. Well, other than yeah, I mean, on the Lakers, <laughs> he planned it out ever since he Lonzo, before Lonzo was born. <laughs> but uh, but I think this could have a dramatic impact on Brandon Ingram's career, Absolutely. life, upside, ceiling, Absolutely. everything. I, I think Ingram. One of the really nice things about him, and the reason why I had him ranked one last year ahead of Simmons, is because he's not just a scorer either. Like he's a really good pick and roll ball handler. Yeah, smooth, makes good passes. So now the Lakers have two guys, and Ingram and Ball, who can handle the rock. They can both hit spot up threes. I know Ingram's percentage was down, but projecting ahead, I think he'll be fine. They they can they can run a really dynamic offense with multiple guys. They don't need attack. LeBron. Tell yeah, them screw who, off. Who needs LeBron? I don't need LeBron. Go, go to the Clippers. It's be thirty. Okay. It's be thirty-four. <laughs> Sixteen years under his belt. Get that yeah. guy out of here. Yeah. Prime is never going to end for LeBron. Overrated. <laughs> Third pick Celtics. We think they're keeping it at this point. It sure seems like that. I think the Jimmy Butler trades there at the end of July if they want it. I don't think they need to do it now. I wouldn't do it now. What do you make of the reports that Jimmy Butler said he wants to stay though and uh, not go to Cleveland? Do you think that's just a Cleveland thing? Because that's that's what I've heard. That's just a, Cle- a Cleveland thing. That I wouldn't he- want to go to Cleveland with you. No. I, hey, I we might blow this thing up in a year. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's probably the reason why. I I, I tweeted yesterday that like, oh, you know, Jimmy Butler doesn't want to go to super team, but I think it's more like that he just doesn't want to go to Cleveland. That's the vibe I get. We both think Jason Tatum here. I'm glad you're coming around to Tatumville. Come I'm around. not coming around in the sense that I would still rather have the number one pick okay. than the number three I pick. But I, I, I'm having I'm having a lot of Lonzo regrets. I'll work I'll work through it. I mean, I have Tatum ranked ahead of Lonzo. Yeah, For, I just think so. Tatum, Tatum is best case scenario. He's Paul Pierce two point yeah, Pierce Granger type of player. Yeah, I, I'm not healthy. I, Danny Granger, Paul yeah, Pierce. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Just go to score a guy you lean on. Score at the end of the shot clock. I think Tatum Tatum's gonna be really good. Really good, Bill. His feel at his feel at just 19 fluidity footwork working with his trainer Drew Hanlon. Like he is so far ahead of the curve at his stage. And that I mentioned earlier with the maturity, Tatum is like just. High character kid. Everything you hear about him, people rave about him. Just how good of a kid he is, uh, and how hard he works. And those intangibles matter a hell of a lot. 
So Celts, Horford and Zizic is coming over, who you love. Yeah, I like Zizic. Where does Zizic go in this draft? Maybe 14, 15. But it's hard to tell with some of these bigs. Like there's a yeah. there's like a big cluster of bigs that are gonna be at the at middle to the end of yeah. the first round. Okay. And so like it would depend so much on how teams evaluate those individual players. So he'd be in my opinion, a little bit ahead of some of those guys, but it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people had him right right in that cluster. All right, so think of it this way. If they added Hayward and they picked Jason Tatum, Hayward gets all the Jay Crowder minutes. Sign me up. Sign me up right now. You probably have to trade Jay. I think I, in that scenario. That's easy. He yeah. makes eight million bucks, yeah. and he's got one year left on his deal. So just flip. Oh, he's got. He's got. I think three. Jay Crowder. I I thought he was done either yeah. next year Jay, or the year Jay's after. Got, Jay Crowder has three years left. He'll be making seven point eight million. Does he really? Three years left. Oh, that's a huge asset for somebody. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. if, I, if I'm another team, I'm thinking, oh, Jay Crowder's only going to be making yeah. seven point eight million three years from that's now. That's what like a ninth man makes, and he yeah, could actually that's, start. That's what he might be. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> well, that on the Celtics, I think on a fifty-eight win yes, team, but, but he's not, a ninth but not man on a good team. Like, he, yeah, he'd the be Knicks, a terrific he could start. starter. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. And put it this way, like Jay's, Jay's defense was a hell of a lot better, I think, two years ago. And I, I don't really know what happened there, but that was the biggest value for him was his defense and his versatility. And that's that's regressed a little bit. Maybe it's situation a little bit. Guys a, a just lot. went by him. Yeah, yeah. He gets flat-footed. I and, would say he's pretty much an average defensive player yeah. now. No, Guys he, were just going he, by him he, left he was, and right. He was awesome. He was awesome when he got here. Mm-hmm. I thought he was better last year. I thought he played with a chip on his shoulder. But man, like J- you'd at least if you're going to be like an elite swingman defender, I'm not saying you you have to stop LeBron and Durant and all these guys, but at least make them sweat, make yeah. them work. He didn't make he, those guys just abused him. I think it's kind of uh, aligned with his increased offensive role. Is that as that has increased, his defense has declined. Yeah. Um, so uh, I so I, anyway I you for though. so flip. Crowder for Hayward, and then give Jason Tatum well, Crowder for assets. Like we're no, I'm just max. saying, like yeah, just yeah. on the okay, roster. Yeah, okay, yep. Hayward takes Crowder yep. spot. Tatum takes the Jerebko spot, yep. basically, or whoever. Like that person at the Jerebko, like all those hodgepodge James guys. They bring James Young, all these guys, and he's just playing Jamie 25 buckets. minutes off the game, off the bench. And you could actually run plays for him, sure. and and he could shoot yeah. threes, and that the team's just better. Definitely. And then Zizic Come. instead of. Amir Johnson. Yes, who can't move anymore. Right. Can't rebound. Rebounds like a guard. And Zizic rebounds incredibly well. So Is there? Why does everybody think Josh Jackson... They rave about the competitiveness, what a monster he is, what a two-way... Just they, It's been that way for the last five years. It, it's true. It's the truth. So isn't I mean, that the kind of guy the Celtics pick? It is. Um, but at the same time, I, I just think Tatum's just a better overall player. Better, better prospect, better scorer, more refined shooter. Um, I, I, I think Tatum is far ahead in a lot of different categories, despite being 13 months younger. Um, whereas Jackson, like the problem with his jump shot, like it's really scary. Uh, I know he shot 38 percent from three last year. Scary, but like you were frightened. I'm frightened. Terrified, like do like do like simply safe level yeah. frightened. Yes, okay. absolutely, 100. Yeah. And that's that's the concern with Jackson. Okay. If that shot doesn't translate to the NBA, it limits everything else for him on the offensive end. And then he's just a defensive guy. Um, one of my buddies, uh, friends of sports psychology company, Eric Weiss, said to me that Tatum is like a poor man's Kobe. Josh Jackson is like a poor man's Sean Marion. And that's kind of the way I look at it. I don't hmm. necessarily agree with those comparisons. Sean Marion's a good yeah, one. Yeah. I, uh, but I like I, that for him. Yeah. But I think I think that kind of puts into perspective like what the player could be. So like if Jackson's shot is just 
awful. Yeah. Sean Marion turned into a pretty solid shooter. Uh, yeah. I, there, there's there's some concern there long term yeah. with him. He needs to overhaul his mechanics. I don't think he has great touch. He's a poor free throw shooter. There's there's a lot of red flags there with his jumper. We know how important shooting is in these NBA. Like Andre Roberson, Thunder, maybe one of the best perimeter defenders in basketball, but even he's a liability on the offensive end. And I think I think you need two way players to win titles in today's NBA. You need two way talent. So with all that said, Josh Jackson is still a nice pick he's for the Suns still, at four. He, he's still a really good prospect. Like there's no denying it. For I mean, the Suns, that's a great one. I mean, I have him ranked sixth on my personal board. Uh, I like Jackson. Don't love him. Uh, because of his defense, I mean, he's he's an incredible defender. So, would uh, you take him at who? Who do the Suns take it for? I have I have Jackson going for. I'm not totally confident in that. Like, I'm I'm really. Would interested. you be shocked by De'Aaron Fox there? I wouldn't be shocked by honestly anything. They're working out Zach Collins on a one on O workout today oh, from a center. So it's like be no, careful, Phoenix. Nothing would shock me because like some of those teams, it's like Jack Jackson. As much as I like him, I, I can't get over the concern with the jumper. So. That I want him to go to a team that has a good shooting coach, and not not a lot of teams actually have shooting coaches. Like Orlando has a shooting coach. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he's not going to the Spurs. It would be sure, sure as hell would be nice if he did. Right. But not everybody has a chip. England. The mechanic is worried about Josh Jackson. I think there's an outside shot that it it feels too easy. The top four, something weird. Yeah. is going to happen. And if, if I had to bet on anything weird, I would bet on Phoenix surprising us and taking Fox. I, I'd Fox. I wouldn't if I were them. I would take Jackson. But We had Fox there for the last mock, and on the yeah. update we, we switched to Jackson, but I think Fox would be a really nice fit next to Booker. Those guys could play off each other nicely. But we have Jackson there now. He makes sense. So yes. they would have Booker turn Eric Bledsoe into something. Mm-hmm. Jackson. Ulis, who turned out to be a nice little bench player for them. All these, uh, the two guys from last year, Bender and uh, Chris. Alex Lynn were giving up on? Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, maybe, Chandler. Maybe give him, take, take a flyer on him, but. Chandler, probably a trade. Maybe you try to flip him for DeAndre Jordan at this point. That would be, that'd be cool. TJ Warren. TJ Warren. Just tape it. Would you trade Eric Bledsoe and Tyson Chandler for DeAndre Jordan? Uh, yeah. If you're Phoenix? Yeah. Would you do it if you're the Clippers? No. I wouldn't. Okay. No. Uh, if I'm if I'm the Clippers, I'm trading DJ to get assets to flip for Paul George. That's what I'm wanting to do. I'm not trading DeAndre Jordan just for that, for an old old center. And, and Can we all agree that DeAndre Jordan is not worth the fourth pick in Tyson Chandler, and that was the dumbest rumor of the week? Are we sure that he's not, though? I mean... I mean, I, I I don't. You would trade the fourth pick no, for DeAndre I, I Jordan. I wouldn't, but like, what is his worth? What is his not value? the fourth pick? So, like, what what pick would you give for DeAndre this year? Like, what's the highest you would go? Somewhere between ten and fifteen. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not convinced he can play in crunch time of an NBA Finals game. Yeah. So I guess it's suppose it depends on your goals. If your goals are put together a title team, then I then I would agree with you. But if you're if if you're a team that might just want to get into the playoffs and have an elite rim runner, uh, a tremendous uh, defender, then maybe it's like something you do because you know what you're getting there. But if the goal is to put together a championship team, no matter how long it takes, then you don't do that. What about Minnesota at seven? Put him in Next towns to together. Mm, uh, I still feel like that's too much. I don't, I don't love the fit. Yeah, I don't okay. love the fit there. All right, so we both think Josh Jackson at four. Yes. 
I think Fox to the Kings at five. You think that they should take somebody else and try to get a point guard at ten. Well, yeah. So I have Fox there in the mock draft, but it's not what I would do. Not what um, you would not do. Not what I would do. I mean, I would want Jackson there um, if he were to fall. I would be thinking about Jonathan Isaac at that spot if, I, if I'm um, the Kings. I would be thinking about Tatum if he falls. I'd be thinking about Monk there. But at the same time, like Dennis Smith could be waiting there for you with a 10th pick. Frank Nilekina could be waiting there at 10. One of those guards, even Monk, could be there at 10. So if you take one of the forwards at 5, you could get the best of both worlds. And, and that's where I'm thinking for the Kings. As good as Fox is, I like a lot of those other guards as well that could be there at the 10 spot. Let's play it out. Let's say they take Isaac at 5. Okay. Let's just play out the next picks quickly. Orlando's at 6. Do they then just jump at Fox? Or do they take Dennis Smith? Or or, or they have an Alfred Payton nightmares. Right, that's the thing. They, they've taken a bunch of guys who couldn't shoot. Like, Do you just keep doing that? I think Fox will become a good shooter. I, I have faith that he'll just be in yeah. the gym all day, every day until I, he starts making I like making the Mike up. Conley comparison yeah. for him. The Mike Conley cross with John Wall. Yeah. yeah. At, at the same time, I mean, again, like that that's a concern long-term with his jumper. Didn't, didn't look great in the workout. I guess video. we can't play it out. There's too many variables. There's hundreds of variables there. But I, I, think I also think I think a front office could get enamored with Malik Monk and just say, this guy's the next Ray Allen. Yeah. Let's take him. Yeah, and he could be. And he's like, or he's like a Steph Curry, I mean, just all-time heat check guy. People talk about Monk's like shooting ability, shooting, shooting, shooting. But like oftentimes, like the, the weird thing is, like he's an elite athlete too. Yeah, that guy, that guy can jump. I was out impressed of by his D. Yeah, I mean, I think his defense is, is uh, inconsistent, but but I know, the but potential is there. The rap on him was that he was horrendous defensively, and then you watch it, it's like, yeah, he's fine. He's, he's got can, long he, arms. He, he can move when he's mentally yeah. engaged. That, that's the key. Is like I put him in a situation where he's forced to defend to get minutes, then I think he'll be good. He was playing hard on D in the in the tournament. No, I, I didn't see like the random SEC games in December when he was probably mailing it in. Yeah, uh, it's a mixed bag with Monk. I mean, you'll see games where he's really grinding on them, and then you'll see games where he's just totally losing focus. You know, not not really paying attention as much off ball. I, that that's really the issue. I think is the off ball defense with Monk, and that that's off ball defense is just as important. I think about how much yeah. ball movement matters. Like with the Warriors, for example, where they right. run a pick and roll on one side of the floor, but then there's a weak side action. That defense matters there just as much as what's happening on the ball. I hope he goes to Orlando at six. I like that for because them. I think, even though he's not a point guard, I think you can run an offense with him, and maybe, you know, with one of those point guards that could handle the ball but also play off the ball. But you're just running a lot of stuff through Monk. That's a team. I think that could work. That's the type of team I would want to build in today's league, where you have yeah. multiple ball handlers, and that's where a lot of teams are going. But uh, I think Monk sh- certainly can do that. But I've heard some things that he almost prefers being a two guard. So. That that that's um that's a variable there that that's just the role he. Are we sure play. the Celtics aren't going to take him? It doesn't, I don't think so. Would you bet your life on it? <laughs> yeah, I'd bet my life on. I bet my life on on. Uh, I'm not going to bet my life on Tatum, but I'll bet my life is not Monk. <laughs> Tate's Tate's dangling from a tractor. <laughs> I was doing that. I got to like improve the bet your life okay, thing. Yeah. Tate's dangling from a tractor. <laughs> And he's being pulled, like, drawn and quartered in two different directions. Would you bet your life on, bet his life on Monk? Not it's, going it's, to the Celtics at three? It's not going to be okay. Monk. <laughs> Tate, you're fine. Nothing's going to happen to you. Oh, wait, we got we to talk about Carvana. Remember the last time you bought a car? Was it a good experience? I bet not. Going to the dealership, hanging with the salesperson. Sucks. 
Last time I leased a car, it took me five hours, and I was just leasing it. My whole Saturday was shot. Well, there's some good news. I just learned about Carvana. Have you heard about Carvana? No, I haven't. Tell it's me the about nation's it. leading online car company. They're ready for you when you move to LA. Okay, we we'll just yeah. go to Carvana. Have to get a new car. Get this: you can buy a car online from over seven thousand certified company-owned cars, then have it delivered to you as soon as the next day, or you can pick it up at the world's first coin-operated car vending machine. A car vending machine. It's unreal. I don't even know what that I looks like. These days. Every car comes with a seven-day return policy. See if the car fits your life. Return it for a refund if it doesn't. Better than a 15-minute test drive, right? Well, Carvana doesn't have all those salespeople, so you don't have to pay for them either. That means serious savings. Skip the dealership. Buy a car online. Check out Carvana.com slash BS to learn more. That is C-A-R-V-A-N-A dot com slash BS. It's the new way to buy a car. Amazing. We can buy cars online now. Where's this all going? Pretty soon we'll be able to just buy NBA lottery picks online. I was talking to somebody yesterday about that. You know, we we, we live in people's houses, Airbnb. We go in their cars with Uber and Lyft. It's, yeah. it's unreal world. It. We'll be able to make draft picks for the Celtics. Yeah. So, <laughs> six pick, you have who going to the Magic? I have Jonathan Isaac going to the Magic again. Kay. Probably not the pick I would make, but I think I think that's probably the direction they're going to go. It fits their mo. Look at what Milwaukee did with all the big long players, versatile. Jonathan Isaac fits that bill to a T. And if Charks were here, he, he would be saying how Isaac is, you know, he has him ranked fourth, I believe, or top three or something I think like the that. The Celtics have him high, too. He's really good. He's I, like he's like taller Andre Karolenko 2.0, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's that's one of the comps we have on there, yeah. cur- courtesy of somebody who tweeted us with that, because that's a good one. It's a really that's good That's a really good comp. Uh, yeah. Think about Karolenko in today's league. He'd probably be one of like the best role players, best high end role players in, the, in today's league. And he, if Isaac reaches his peak, he'll be like a non traditional superstar. That's the phrase of one executive used to me, and like I feel like it makes sense if Isaac reaches his peak. The question is the offensive end of the floor, and that's my hang up with him. Could he play a five? Yeah, he could play small five. ball five yeah, yeah. rim protector yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. Chark wrote a good article on that. Yeah. about how Char- uh, Isaac is like the best center in, in the draft, even though he's not a center. Right, there is no <laughs> yeah. such thing as a center yeah, anymore. Yeah, Kevin Durant's a center for, now. Forget. I mean, I wish like position labels could just be erased, but I mean, we have to use them for like kind of I think context in, in defining players. But really, positions. Don't really exist anymore. I'm um, in the league. You're, it, every every player just fills roles. So Isaac can fill the role of rim protector in certain lineups because he's. An we elite. should just call that position like rim. Yeah, is, is, that's that's what it should be. Ball, rim, yeah. wing. Yes, yeah. Ball handler, yeah. passer, uh, ball, shoot, yes. wing, rim, spot up, spacer. You know things <laughs> yeah. like that. And spacer. I, I, Isaac, Isaac's a terrific, terrific uh, rebounder for his position. Terrific, versatile defender. There's a lot to love with him. Mm. I like him too. At seven, Minnesota marketing keeps getting tied here. He's my least favorite pick of the top ten. I don't know what he is. He's a very good shooter, I guess. I Great. Think, I think it is a rebound or defend. I, I don't know where you play I, him. I think it was maybe two months ago or something. I was on the pod with you uh, around the trade deadline. We were talking about marketing, and like, I think I was supposed to make the case for him. And, and when I talked about him, I ended up like making a case against him in the right. sense that like this guy, Larry Marketing, is a, an elite shooter um, at seven feet, but. The thing is, is like seven foot is just a number. I mean, if you look at how he rebounds, he rebounds like he's six foot five. You look at the way he defends, he doesn't defend like a seven footer. So, like, you can say he's a seven footer who shoots threes, but he doesn't play like a seven footer who shoots threes. He plays like a wing who shoots threes, and that's typical. So, I think there's a chance. So, what is that? 
I, I don't know. I, I think if his offense reaches its peak, he could become a really, really, really good scorer. That's why we have Dirk as one of the comps for him. But there's also a chance that he just ends up being a I Channing apologize Fry. to Dirk. It, it could just be a Channing. He could just be Channing Fry, and I don't want to draft the guy. Channing Fry didn't play in the finals. Exactly. Because he because he Lowry marketing could have the issue where he can't defend well enough, can't rebound well enough, and he doesn't do do enough on the offensive floor. Period. Um, besides spot up shoot, so I think Lowry needs to really, really reach his peak offensively because I worry about everything else with him. There's a lot of Kelly Olynyk to him too. I think Minnesota takes Monk at seven. How come? Because he's a gamer. He's a shooter. He's has the potential to be electric. He could space the floor for them. I think you could play him and Wiggins together, as weird as that sounds. Worst case scenario is a six-man off the bench for a couple years, heat-check guy. Then you figure out what you have. Does, does he make Levine expendable? That's the thing. I, I They played better when Levine got hurt. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm not a Levine guy at all. I'm not either. I don't understand. Yeah. What, what does he bring to the table? He's terrible defensively, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not a lights-out shooter. Great athlete, but... I don't know. There's a, there's been a lot of guys like that over there. I would just if you're telling me, especially now when everybody goes smaller, right? Now are we Chris Dunn? Is there any chance he becomes yes. good? Yeah, there's okay. a chance. I well, mean, but not, for he, now Rubio's there. Yeah. Yep. So you got Rubio, you have Andrew Wiggins, you have Monk, you have Towns. It's a nice core. And then you have who who would be the uh, other G- rebounder G- there? Jing. Yeah, good. Well, whoever. Yeah. But you have those four. I'm gonna have a good offense. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be able to get totally torched on defense if I play those three guys together. I don't know. I would take Monk. I think with Levine, I, I had him ranked 26th in my 2014 draft guide, which was too low. I yeah, mean, That was a mistake to have him that low because he's still turned into a quality player. But at the same time, like a lot of his weaknesses, defense, uh, passing ability, just besides the fact that he's an athlete who can shoot, there's not a lot else there. So I, I'd, I'd be looking to flip him if I'm the, if I'm the Wolves. But the problem well, is got hurt. The, exactly, yeah. the injury that diminishes. On the other hand, that, that like if I'm Brooklyn, I'll be like, okay, we'll take him. Yeah, why what not? do you want? Take a flyer on him. Yeah, cheap, here, cheap we'll give you something. still on a rookie deal. He's only got the one year guaranteed left, and then he becomes restricted. Yeah. So, Good, good opportunity there if a team didn't want to take a shot at him. I I think it would be the most fun if they took Monk other than the Knicks. The Knicks are the all-time most fun destination for him just because really, I think him and really, MSG. Any player, it's yeah. the most, most fun destination. Him and MSG. <laughs> It'd be, it'd be and exciting. with Porzingis and just like the possible double heat check and all the good well, things that yeah, could happen. There, with that. there are two guys. I think. I think there's some logic to this. Goes for every team, like the the Suns with Booker at four. It, there's some logic to getting guys who get who are a little streaky. If you both of those guys get hot at the same time, like you were gonna rack up buckets. And Porzingis and Monk are two players. It's like the Durant Curry is the ultimate yes, of that. Yeah, exactly. There's there's um. I think that's something I'd be kind of aim- angling for. I think Maury talked about this. I think um, I forget w- which show it was or if it was with an interview, but talked about how his team in the playoffs, like if all those guys get clicking, they can get it, score enough points. Higher variance, you might have some bad performances like Houston did, but if you've reached the peak and you get hot, that's when you get upsets. All right, Tate, mark this down. 11.52 a.m., June 21st, 2017. I'm going on the record. Been waiting to do this until the day before. I think Malik Monk's going to be great. I I feel very similar to him. Maybe not as high of a ceiling as I felt like Curry had in 2009, where I just felt like Curry was going to be great. I just couldn't believe when teams were passing on him. 
um, this draft is better, and it's harder to get mad at teams for passing on him. I just think the guy's going to be great. And the parallels here of 9 Curry going right before the Knicks, and the Timberwolves, if they took Monk mm. right before the Knicks, <laughs> I just can't stop staring at it. I think the guy's going to be awesome. Um, I, if anything, Fox had the ball so much, I don't think we really totally saw what what Monk could do. And I think you put him on a team like Minnesota, I think he'd be unleashed. I'm all in. I think the guy's special. I don't think that means he should be the number one pick in the draft, but I think he's a guy that when we as we drift down this draft five years from now, we're going to go, wow, he went seventh or he went eighth. Well, this was the argument for trading down. Right. When I wrote that trade down article, is that there's nine guys, really, maybe nine guys where you could say, it wouldn't be totally surprising if he becomes the best player in the draft. If you tell me Dennis Smith is going to be the best player and he gets drafted 10th, I'm not going to be stunned. Uh, I think there's nine guys this year where you can make a legitimate argument. Um, and Monk, Monk is one of them. I, I, I have him ranked eighth on my personal board, um, which I think is fair. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I, yeah. Um, where would you have him ranked? Like if you had a personal board put together, would it be like four ish, something like behind Fultz? Well, I think he's another guy who's who depends, it depends on the situation. I just think. I think his game is just perfect for the NBA. It's that's, just perfect. It's exactly what you want as a guy who is a lights out shooter. That's who the can make any type rankings. of shot. He can make off balance shots. He drives to the rim. He's got that weird swoop layup. Yeah. He's got floaters. He can dunk it too. He I mean, can dunk. He, he, he He's can, a good he athlete. Can, he can yam it when he has space. And he played in big games last year. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, and I, I like the way I, he played. I like Monk a lot. He's a gamer. I think. I think he's somebody who. I mean, when I look at my rankings, my my biggest difficulty is that four to eight range. Yeah, the, the f- I have Fox four, Isaac five, Jackson six, Smith seven, and then Monk eight. That range, like I have my greatest difficulty in putting those guys in order because so much of it depends on situation. Like for certain teams, Monk by, might be higher; for others, it might be lower. Well, it, if the Celts, spot. if the Celts went three for five and ten and threw in like next year's. Their own pick next yeah. year and in a player, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, Marcus Smart, whatever. And they took Monk at five. Mm-hmm. I'd be adamant. I would be delighted. And then they grab somebody else at ten. But like that, to me, I think it's in play that seven years from now, he's as good or better than Fultz. Sure. I think it's in play. I'm not saying it'll happen. I think it's conceivable. Anybody anybody who would argue against that, I think, is falling too in love with the player. And number one, um, Fultz is a tremendous prospect, and he's going to be a really good player. Like it wasn't conceivable that Marquise Chris is going to be better than Ben Simmons. Sure. When you're talking about like yeah. one ver- one to eight in last year's draft, Ben Simmons yes. was clearly better. It would have been a miracle for Marquise yep. Chris to be better than him. Well, that's why this year's draft is so unique. I mean, that's, that's why we talk- love it. That's why we talked about 90, 98, 99 type of draft. There's, yeah. there's a lot of potential all stars in the yeah. lottery. Like Russell Westbrook, he went fourth, which was high. Yeah. And I loved him that year. He was my big sleeper. And then he actually climbed the top 10. He wasn't a sleeper anymore. And then he went fourth. It was like, wow, I liked him. I didn't, didn't know if I liked him fourth. Now, Derrick Rose, I think, went first. To me at the time, I would have obviously bet on Derrick Rose becoming a better player. It wasn't inconceivable that Westbrook was going to end up being better than him because he was his sophomore year, he was like electric. Yeah. Um, I think Monk's at least in play for that. All right, so the Knicks, if, if Monk's on the board and they don't take him, I, I actually think there might be a riot. If he's off the board... Would you think see them taking Dennis Smith or Markkinen? 
It's better not be marketing. I don't. I, I'm. I'm. That feels so Phil Jackson. I, I would go with Dennis Smith, but it's it's going to be fascinating to see what they do. Like they're working out Donovan Mitchell, point guard from Louisville. Yeah. Luke Kennard's get some noise oh there at the eight spot. I feel like they're going to surprise some people. Um, if 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 like Monk's not there, I'm not convinced it'll be marketing. I I don't know how much of that was just noise attached to the Porzingis rumors or what, but. Man, I mean, I have a feeling like there's always a surprise every year. That could be the spot, the Knicks at eight. If you're if you're the Kings and you take Kevin O'Connor's advice and you draft Isaac fifth, and then it goes down and Dennis Smith is still there at eight, do you call the Knicks and say we'll flip eight and ten for you? We'll give you Collie Stein. I like and something Stein. else. I wouldn't want to trade Collie Stein. Would you do Collie Stein and ten for eight if Dennis Smith was there? Um, you just keep Kali so, Stein so and roll the dice. Who, what's the alternative? Like who's who's at ten? Like Nilikina or no? I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't. Okay. And the reason why I wouldn't is because I'm super high on Donovan Mitchell. From so I would just want him at ten. I'd, so you I'd feel like he is the tenth best player in this draft? I have him ranked tenth. Yes. Okay. So Knicks, your prediction is? I have Monk and Monk and the. Uh, I don't think the, he's going to be there. Draft. It's too the Knicks. It's too good to be true so for if, the Knicks if fans. If he's not there, they're going to stun people. I don't Kennard, think marketing goes seventh. Mitchell. Why would marketing like go seventh? I don't understand that. I don't understand every draft he's seventh, and it's like, what evidence do we have that he's going to go seventh? <laughs> None of us think he's the seventh best player in the draft. Why is he going to go seventh? I mean, some people think he's the seventh player. Who? There. I mean, there's. I mean, we could look around the internet. There's some outlets. No, I don't agree with you, Greg people. Well, we're we're the odd duck. That has him like all three of us have him outside the top ten. Me, Charks, and Danny Chow. All you, three of us have him. You outside. guys are smart. That's why you work for the <laughs> Ringer. Number nine is Dallas. I'm very, very interested to see what they do. They love to get cute. That Dallas yeah, team. Yeah, I got, I got filthy Frank Nilikina going there right now. Um, but at the same time, I think Dennis Smith would be really, really intriguing for the, for them. And you know, kind of speak for Charks, Harry. Like his argument is, Dennis Smith is a significantly better fit for their pick their pick and roll offense. Mm. Um, do they run a lot of high pick and roll? Dennis Smith is a downhill pick and roll player, um, and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Dennis Smith there, but they've been really attached to Nilly Kina, and that's why I have him there. So I think I think. Do we believe this though? And they do. They've been really like the Celtics yeah, love faults. It, and meanwhile, it, they're it, trying it, to trade it, down. Yeah. Yeah, well, the I mean, Celtics, we love Fultz. Fultz is the best guy. Hey, who wants I mean, our pick? It, it's hard. It's hard to know what to believe and what what not to believe. It, th- this time of year is very difficult. Very difficult. I don't believe think. anybody or anything. I think they should take Dennis Smith is if he's there. If he's there. But let's say the top eight goes with the actual best eight guys, and everybody's gone, and now it's like Markinen, Donovan Mitchell, Kennard, uh, John Collins, all these guys. Then what do you do? So. Fultz is do you off take the board. Take balls off the board. Fox, Isaac, Jackson. The real top eight Smith. is off the board. Okay. And yeah, they're Monk all gone. Is off. So Nilly Keen is the best available. Mitch, Ananobi, Mitchell. Oh yeah, Mar- I forgot about him. Okay. Frankie Smokes or Mark. Yeah. Okay. I would take still Filthy Frank. Nice okay. spot. I would take Frankie Smokes I, I, yeah. as well. I'm a big fan. He he could be the next Dante. He, he, he gets. Yeah, he could be. Uh, <laughs> Dante Exum's not done getting better though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready to give up on Dante Exum. Uh, okay. There's a chance he is excellent. Can I sell you my stock? I'll buy it. Danny Chow has a lot of stock too. Uh, uh, Go over to hey, Danny hey, Chow's hey, office. The stock for Dante Exum is pretty low right now. Maybe now it's actually the time. Not, to buy not it. where Danny Chow bought it. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> Danny Chow is just—he went all in. Well, we might as well hang on now, right? Yeah. All right, number ten. Who's the tenth pick? Sacramento. I can't read the logos. Sacramento. Oh yeah, the tenth pick. So they'll take. Yeah. 
So, See, yeah, well, they got Fox at five in the in the mock. So here at this spot, I have Zach Collins in the mock draft. But at the same time, like I'm, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't do that pick. I'd still be looking for like a home run swing, like OG Ananobi, Ford from Indiana. He's not going that high. He's, He's going to sit out the whole year, right? Maybe. I mean, I, 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 I don't think Sacramento would do that, but it's what I would think about doing. Um, they do have their pick next year, right? Yes, they do. Yes. So that would yep. be a reason to do it. I believe so. Let me what I don't want that. them to do is take another power forward. Yeah, well, that would Sacramento, be... stop taking power forwards. Yeah, just stop. I mean, that, don't that's... take anybody who has to play near the rim. How about how about Luke Kennard for them? No, 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 no. You know so, my so who, you know like my rule on that, that, so that's that's where it's getting. So it's like now we're at Lowry marketing for Sac. If they, let's say they get Fox at five. Are you taking another guard with Mitchell? No, you're not. In and Obi? No, yeah, no, because he's injured. You don't want Kennard. So Markinen, you don't want him. You don't want Zach Collins. So then it's well, like, if they didn't take a point guard yet, then you take Donovan Mitchell. I yes, think. and yeah. that, that's the appeal. That's why I'm thinking Isaac at five if I'm Sack. And I don't think they're going to do that, but it's what I would want. You know my rule on combo guards. What's that? It means that they can't play their position that well. Yeah, You're a combo the, guard? It means, I'm a combo well, guard. I don't know. The are league, you a point guard? The, no. The league has changed, You're a shooting though. guard? Not really. The, what are you? I'm a combo guard. The league I'm is, Rodney Stuckey. The league has changed, though, Bill. <laughs> the, the league is totally different Combo now. guard. I, I wrote a whole thing about that on Donovan Mitchell, how he is a combo guard. Yeah, but at least but, he but can okay. play point guard. Yeah, he can. I and mean, he can play two guard, too. Grievous Vasquez, uh, so, combo okay, guard. So, 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 so combo guard, what would you define Mitchell as, then? Just a basketball player? Better than a combo guard. Is he guard. just one of those guys where he's just a basketball combo player? Combo guard is a word we use when somebody's not that good and we this, don't know how to is, classify them. This is them. the issue with positional definitions. Because right. Mitchell, you could say he's a guard, he's six foot three, but it's like, no, this guy's super long and he's built strong. You know a combo guard? <laughs> Terry Rozier. Okay. That, that, combo guard. Okay. Potentially. Yeah. yeah, It's looking that way right now. Yeah, he's a combo his, guard. What is he? I, I, I'm not happy when he's at either position. I'll tell you what, I think Mitchell's going to be really good. He could be the I steal. like Mitchell, he, too. He could be the steal this But year. I think he's better than a combo guard. Yeah, I he, actually think he could be the point guard in offense. He's one of those guys who's a, a, a basketball player. He, yes. And the defensive end can defend multiple positions. Offensively, he can hit spot-up threes, or he can create for you off the dribble. He, he's really, really good, and another high-character kid, too. And he's approved by Haley O'Shaughnessy, right? Yes, Yes. Although that doesn't take much because he went to Louisville. Yes. But still, I think if, if there was any red flag, yes. she would at we, least we bring them We know about up. it. Thanks, Haley. All right. Just quickly, we'll go through the rest. Number 11 is who? I can't read this. I couldn't print out the 11. ringer thing. Charlotte. I'm looking at Draft Express, which Charlotte. the logos are so tiny. Oh, Charlotte. Charlotte. 11. They're, they're in a very, Tate, very Tate, who do you want? Spot. They're going to take Rab. <laughs> Tate says they're gonna take Ivan no. Rab. That would be early. Don't, don't do it. Yeah, I think we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lock up Michael Jordan tomorrow. We're let's let's all agree that. that the funniest outcome would be marketing. Yeah, <laughs> after draft and Frank Kaminsky, Zeller, marketing. That would be hilarious. Uh, I would Mar- love that. Marketing will be no, I'm not. Marketing will be doing TV in a couple of years. Second funniest outcome would be Luke Kennard. <laughs> What? <laughs> I, I like Kennard. Tate, no, what's, Tate, like what's, wrong, what's wrong with Luke Kennard? Besides, besides the fact he went to Duke. PJ Dozier is better than him. <laughs> PJ, Tate says PJ Dozier is better than him. Uh, I, I vote for Luke Kennard to Charlotte. That feels like an yeah, MJ that, pick. That, that's what we have. He loves those proven, proven college, fundamentally sound college guys. Yeah, hey, dude, Kennard's going to be good. That guy can stroke threes. 12th pick is Detroit. 
Yeah, Detroit. Yep, and we have in in the mock draft. I think he takes OG here. I, I don't know. I don't see it. Why? I don't because I, I feel like based on their personnel decisions in the past couple of years, they're a team that's like pushing for the playoffs. So to wait a year for a guy, unless they're changing gears and they're willing to wait on a high upside player, my guess is they're changing gears. Then then it should be a guy like Ananobi. That that would be my choice. If let's say they didn't change gears, then it's like a Justin Jackson type well, pick. Well, here's the thing, Bill. In in the mock on the ringer, the guy who falls to the spot is Dennis Smith. There's gonna be somebody who falls. Did we have anyone take him yet? No, not not in the Ringers mock draft. No, what about the draft, the pod we're doing right now? I mean, yeah, I think we had Smith in a couple different spots, like as, as a potential. Yeah, I Dallas. don't, I don't think he gets by Dallas. It there's the ceiling's too high. Well, what if what if Frank's there though too? I think they take Dennis Smith. Cuban wants a home run swing so with that pick. It, it's it, his one chance to get if, a lottery pick. Sure, but if you're Rick Carlisle and you're asked your opinion, like, hey. Who do you like? I think if you're Carlisle, you're looking at Dennis Smith and you're thinking, this guy doesn't defend, doesn't try on the defensive end of the floor. I don't want to deal with that. I think that, whereas Nilly Kina can come in right away and he's just a badass on the defensive end. That's why I call him Filthy Frank. That guy's filthy on that end. I think of the floor. Rick Carlisle would be like, I don't like the country of France. <laughs> Take the American. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Did it, where was Roddy Boubois from? Boubois from? Wasn't he France? They're going to take another French guy? He was. He was French. Don't take another French guy, Dallas. Take Dennis Smith. It could be fun. They'll yeah, throw him alley oops. And then thirteen, we have Denver there. Oh, Denver! Denver's in a fun spot because they already have everybody. They, that, like that's a team that can OG. just take OG. That, that's yeah. why I love OG for yeah. them because they can afford Smart. to wait. They don't. They don't even have playing time to give out right now. They have so many players. So OG would be good for them. That's a smart a, a pick. A red shirt season for OG yeah, and Obi. I like maybe, it. Maybe bring him back in April, but maybe not too. And we think potentially, if he's healthy, where does he go in this draft? He's one hundred percent healthy. Honestly, like, I don't even know if he'd go that much higher than he than he is. He doesn't crack top nine. I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if he would. I, I think there's legitimate concerns about his offense. Like as incredible as his defensive defensive ability is. You know, offense is a big question mark. So I, I think he'd still hover around in that nine, maybe eight or nine behind, like, you know, those Fultz, Ball, Tatum, Jackson, Fox, yeah. Isaac guys. That's where I think he'd go. So last pick 14. 14, Miami. Um, we have Mitchell there in the mock. Ooh, that would be nice. I, I hope that doesn't happen. I, I don't think Mitchell should last. I think there's a chance that he will. Somebody's um, going to fall to Miami, and we're all going to be mad about it because I mean, that's, that's how it that's works with, with Miami. Justice Winslow. Yeah, this is the year where somebody's going to Somebody fall. Falls, Some, somebody falls. Like, oh my God, Miami got Dennis th- Smith. There, there could be one or two guys who fall if Kennard goes higher than people think. If Zach Collins goes higher, I think Collins is a guy that Miami would target here. Um, mm. But at the same time, we have Collins going ten in the mock. There's going to be guys who slip in. Honestly, like if I'm Miami, I mean, this is. Every pick is really a best player available thing, but especially in Miami, it's just about infusing talent. It's into a good the situation team, they especially have. when they had Blake Griffin. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So no, no Lowry marketing for them. Don't want to draft another forward. Well, this is something. This is going to be quite a draft. I I think the funniest part will be if the Knicks take marketing. That would be the funniest moment of the draft, it, and possibly my entire year. Markinen will have to deal with an endless list of questions like, how comparable is your game to Chris Stapp's Porzingis? I hope that doesn't happen, and I hope they take Monk. But, and it's not uh, comparable that much at funny. all for what it's worth. Uh, KOC, we can see you on the Ringer all week, hear you on the uh, Ringer NBA show on Friday with, with Jarks. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we figure out the phone, whatever <laughs> happened. And... Uh, 
and we'll look for your stuff all week on TheRinger.com, especially if there's more stuff going on. I don't think Paul George gets traded before this draft. I think it'll happen after free in agency. July. Yeah, yeah after free agency. It'll, it'll happen somewhere yeah. there. Uh, quickly, we're going to bring a Kevin Clark Magic fan right now. All right, last thing. Kevin Clark Magic fan. I thought of all the of all the non-lottery teams, Charlotte was the saddest team being left out this week of this crazy NBA carousel, and then they traded for Dwight Howard, your old friend. So it makes the, them sadder, right? Yeah, it makes them a lot sadder. But of you, you, you love the Magic. The Magic are sitting sixth. Is there anyone that you have your heart set on? No, I mean, I, obviously Isaac would be huge for us. Um, Kevin O'Connor thinks that's the best fit. I love it. I mean, I, I think any of these guys, I keep thinking, I keep viewing the Magic like I view the Cleveland Browns. They just need talent. They just need it. You know, it's not like they're building anything. They have nothing. You just want an asset. Blow it up. Blow it up. I mean, just like you can trade. You're preaching to Kevin's choir on that one. The you other can, Kevin. You can trade Vooch. You can trade Alfred Payton. Yeah. Why are we not package? I would package all the young assets and try to get something for it because there's still we know there's 30 GMs. You know, five to ten of them are just complete, you know, completely clueless. Yeah. So you just package some of these allegedly good young players, Vooch, Hazonia. Um, I don't think Alfred anyone Payton. likes those players. I mean, some I, I just try to get something for them because they're not valuable. Vooch is valuable, maybe. Uh, you know, Fournier is. I think it, your Dennis Smith waiting to happen. I know. Fournier, maybe give him the car keys him. to a series of twenty-eight and fifty-four teams, and he's going to put up big stats. I said last week. the dunk contest. You asked me who I wanted last week. I floated Dennis Smith, and you were very low on that. I'm still time. am. I think if the goal is to just continue to go twenty-eight and fifty-four, I think he's the pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you know, one of these guys. You know, I think, you know, I, I think the the order seems to be set with the top five. So being at six, yeah, is, is extremely. If you have your run of the mill, it's like being the, it's like having pick thirty three in the NFL draft. Right. Exactly. You have exactly. that whole day to think about it. Basically, don't the Patriots always have like every yeah. pick between thirty three and forty? So you, you know what that's like. Why didn't you trade for Dwight? Bring yeah, them back. Great question. I, I think Rob Hennigan, if he had another year, may have done that. Because I think he just, you know, we'd be in job preservation. Funny, mode. it would have been the funniest outcome for everybody. I don't know. Has that ever happened where someone poisons a franchise so much and then he comes quit back on the city and then came yeah. back? I mean that no. that's a that, that's a big thing. There was LeBron a James. Still, oh, LeBron oh, well, James. I mean, I guess Tate, LeBron yeah, James. LeBron James. Right. But no, I mean, I, I guess that's that's. But LeBron came back when he was still good. You could have given up Vucevic and one of your bad contracts. For who's Here's your worst? Who's your worst contract? Oh God! Now, um, I mean, we we got rid of them all. We, oh we, yeah, we, Channing Fry was two years ago. Was our last. I guess bad so. Contract. Maybe make them give you the. We have a lot of good contracts. You could have gotten the thirty-first pick in Howard for Vucevic. Yeah, for, and then I Howard mean, would have immediately retired because he wouldn't have wanted to go back. Then you saved fifteen million bucks. Fournier is on a good deal, so I don't think there's anybody. There's there's any real is problem. It a good right deal? Now. Would you call it a good deal? <laughs> we're not Pay him eighteen million dollars a year. <laughs> we're is we're a good not deal. overpaying him. I think Dwight Howard would have been a disaster in Orlando. I think it's not. A LeBron situation because he's so much worse than he was four years ago. What franchise would you not trade places with? The Kings? I'd rather be the Kings. I don't know. They have at least five and ten. And they have Buddy Heald. <laughs> and they have Collie Stein. It's pretty low. I mean, I, w- I don't know. Would you trade places with, with Detroit? The- would we get Stan Van Gundy back? No, I'm saying you just literally trade, t- trade franchises, everything. Yeah, probably. I mean, I You would rather be the Pistons. I don't we don't have anything. None of these guys are going to help us win. 
So we have nothing. Would you rather be the Hornets? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, just, I don't know. Would you rather be Brooklyn? No. Are you, are, are you KFC's saying, laughing. Just be, what? Just because they have Russell now? I'd rather be Orlando than Brooklyn. I'd rather be anyone than Brooklyn. I agree with that. I agree with that. Everybody else, I mean, I think you're over, I, I, for me, the Magic just need to blow the whole thing up. There's no, maybe maybe Vooch is like the eighth guy on a championship team at some point, but right now. I don't think he even plays in the finals. <laughs> he loses rotation spot in the, uh, in the second I round? I think he's waving a towel. Aaron Gordon maybe could have played for 11 Gordon, minutes Gordon, until everyone just left him open Gordon, and he just Gordon missed needs to make an extreme leap in order to be a starter on a championship team. So you would trade places with everyone except for Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Charlotte? I think that's a fair trade. Charlotte for Orlando. Charlotte for <laughs> that's a fair. That's a trade. That's a like-for-like trade. Tra- the trade you would not trade places I with. I don't think so, no. Their only good asset in Orlando's eyes is Stan Van Gundy. And weirdly, Sacramento. Yeah, I don't know. I just, you wouldn't I, trade I, with Sacramento. I view them on the same wavelength as the Magic. Okay. There, there's just a, there's a, a definite sort of bottom five or six of the NBA and the Magic are on it. Would Belichick have traded down from one to three and picked up the Lakers-Kings pick? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. That's Absolutely. why I defend the trade. And then he w- Belichick would have taken Dwight Howard and won Belichick would still go. Him. He'd still be going backwards. He also he would w- get five and ten. Then he would flip five into eight and something else, and he would just Bill, have forty picks. If Dwight Howard were in the NBA, Belichick would sign him right now and try to make him a pro bowler. That w- that's the kind of reclamation right. project he would try to do. It would be the ultimate Belichick move. Yeah, he would I can save him. Dwight Howard. He would either cut him on August fifteenth, or he would win him a Super Bowl. True. I mean, we had Chad Ochocinco. We had Tib Tebow. Who, who we had uh, who Albert Hainsworth? Albert Hainsworth, yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he, that is true. He likes the challenge of oh, really? Dwight Howard's poisoned the last five teams he's been on. Sign him up. Come on in. Get him into the Patriot Way. Yeah, Super Bowl champion. I no, think I, Dwight Howard would fart on the Patriot Way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm not optimistic about the Magic's rebuilding chances right now. So I just think what I see for Thursday is just getting some asset that, that we can put maybe alongside Gordon and, and build okay. towards the future. All right, we have to go. Okay. Thank you. All right, thanks to the Kevins, O'Connor and Clark. Thanks to Carvana. Browse, buy, trade in, and finance your next vehicle online from the comfort of your home. Choose as soon as next day delivery or pick up your vehicle from the world's first coin operator, Car Vending Machine. Wave bye-bye to buyer's remorse with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Go to Carvana.com slash BS, C-R-A-V-A-N-A dot com slash BS for the new way to buy a car. Thanks to Simply Safe. Rest easy knowing that your home and Kevin's home are protected with Simply Safe when you install your Simply Safe home security system. You're arming your home with powerful sensors that actually tell you if a door opens or if a window breaks. Please don't spend another night second guessing your home's safety. Go to simplysafebs.com. Get a 10% discount when you order today. That's Simply Safe with two eyes. Don't forget, I am on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal if you want some NBA draft props. Kevin, you like my thing about uh, O'Connor's back, by the way. Do you like uh, three Kentucky guys getting drafted minus 400? The, that would in, put Bam in, in the lottery. That may, no, no, in the first round. Yes, I do. I think Bam will. Go Bam's in the first, in the first round, round yeah. right? Yeah, Bam will go in the first round. That was my lock of the week on Cousin Sal's podcast. So check that out. And then we are back Friday, post draft, mega podcast. Me and Joe House making fun of everything that just happened, and maybe even hopefully congratulating a couple of teams. Enjoy the rest of the day. We'll see you on Friday. <laughs> 